Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back in. Chris Gordy Show coming to you from Radio Row here in Atlanta. And joined now by the one and only Clay Travis from Fox Sports Radio. Of course, you could hear I'll kick the coverage early on in the mornings right here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. What's going on, Clay? Uh, living the dream, I guess, right? Super Bowl uh, 53. Brady's never going to stop coming here, so uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But uh, in all honesty, um, it is a, uh, it's a lot of fun, um, and uh, I'm, I'm actually pretty intrigued to see what's going to happen in this one. So I'm diehard Saints fan. I still... I'm not over it. I don't think I'll ever be over it. You are probably never going to get over it because you had a financial investment. Yeah, in I, almost, I lost almost $30,000 on that Oof. bad call. Um, Cousin Sal and I, we do a show called Lock It In on FS1, gambling show. If you like to gamble, uh, we're on every day at 3.30 Central um, on FS1. And uh, we bought a Saints futures ticket that would have paid off at $168,000 if the Saints were to go on and uh, win the Super Bowl. Which is a great investment, by the way. It was better. I mean, it was a better number what we got than anywhere you could get on the open market. We felt pretty good about the Saints winning that game in uh, the Superdome against uh, the Rams. And honestly, I, it's one thing – look, I gamble. So every now and then, and I endure regularly, you lose games, right? Like it happens. Um, and uh, when that does happen – Sometimes you lose a game and you're just completely wrong. And I feel like many times those are easier losses because right. you're like, well, this game was never – I was totally wrong about this. This game was never uh, in, in the you know, margin of error. It was never any uh, aspect of this game that I was close to winning on. Other times you feel like you were in uh, the right potentially and you still ended up losing, and that's where we were with this game. I mean, the Saints, I never really felt like we're going to lose the game until the Drew Brees interception. I just wasn't nervous. I mean, the only play they, they trailed on – was the 57-yard field goal, you know? I mean, and so uh, throughout the entirety of that, uh, that show, uh, or that game, I just felt like I was on the right side. And, and if you're a Saints fan, I know many of them still feel like they were on the right side because they were. Yeah. I mean, if that call is made, which should be made, not 99 out of 100 times, should be made 100 out of 100 times, they win that game. And, uh, and we're talking about uh, a Saints uh, 40-year-old Drew Brees going up against 41-year-old Tom Brady, which I think would have been – Honestly, oh, a more interesting awesome. storyline. Yeah. You know, one of these guys is uh, going to be able to win a Super Bowl over the age of 40. Instead, yeah, it's a good storyline. Sean McVay, is he truly the boy genius? Uh, is Jared Goff ready to become a made man and actually win a game this big? All of those are intriguing storylines, but they're just not as good as what they could have been, I don't think. Yeah, some people compared it to the Minneapolis miracle, but that was different. That was a player who made a bad play. Yes. Marcus Williams. He whiffs on the tackle. Stephon Diggs scores. This is a scenario where it's nothing you did. Correct. It's nothing none of the players did. That's why I said it doesn't even really classify as a bad beat to me because a bad beat is about a player on the field doing or, or, or making something happen that you don't anticipate and it changing the outcome of the game, either maybe from the win or loss, but certainly from the gambling perspective. It's rare an official shows up and just changes the outcome of a game like happened here, and I think it's the worst call in a big game situation that we've probably ever seen. I think – 
you know, we'll see what Roger Goodell has to say if he ever finally gives a, a legitimate response. Probably never going to make Saints fans happy. <laughs> right. uh, but I do think that uh, the NFL needs to legitimately examine whether calls such as these should be reviewable. Let's talk about that because he's going to speak today. It's a huge deal. I think we may even try to carry some of it here on the station. Talked with a couple of New Orleans guys that are like, we're going to ask the question. I mean, and I'm sure a lot of the national people will too. People say, well, what can you do? How do you fix this? Uh, I'll throw this out to you. This is my idea. You tell me what you think. Make anything reviewable. Yeah. Make anything reviewable, but we keep the same rules. You still only get two challenges. If you challenge it, it's got to be 100% video evidence yes. to overturn it. If you, if you lose the challenge, you lose a timeout. I mean, everything still applies. Why we choose the, – the, the whole point of a challenge, right, is to get it right. Yes. We miss something on the field. We want to get it right. So why limit it to, well, it's only if down in distance, and it's only if was his knee down before the fumble touch. Anything should be re reviewed. And for people who go, well, you can challenge holding. Well, if we go back to the video evidence and it's 100% overwhelming that it was holding, then yes, call it. It should be challengeable. Anything that you get wrong in the game should be challengeable. And again, you limit it to two, so you're not going to slow down the game. We're not going to be here for another hour. Yep. I think, in my, in my mind, that makes the most sense. Yeah, I think that could work. I think you could also limit it to uh, penalties that have 15 yards or more. You know, that's one thing that you could potentially do so you're not challenging defensive holding on a five-yard penalty. Right. But I think if you limit the number of challenges you have, which is what I would agree with regardless of. Yeah, if I only have two, why am I going to challenge this five-yard play? You, you would know? only – and you would be thinking, do I want to risk my challenge like coaches think now? because you don't want to be out of challenges and then have a totally blown call that you're not able to challenge for that reason. So I don't have any problem with that at all. And then I assume in your, your plan, uh, which is a, similar to what I would say, inside of two minutes they decide anything that's controversial. That's the one Have somebody in a booth in yeah, New York or something because that just this play in. happened inside of two yeah. minutes. Um, yeah. And so you, would need to be, you wouldn't be able to challenge it. So you wouldn't want to create a situation – where you don't address or remedy this, uh, this potential issue. But, look, I don't think that it's good for the NFL, and I think just about everybody would agree with this no matter who they root for. I don't think it's good for the NFL's brand to decide the outcome of a game based on an incorrect decision, whether it's whether somebody right. got it two feet down or whether somebody fumbled or scored a touchdown or not or whether there should have been an egregious call uh, for pass interference or targeting helmet-to-helmet -helmet hit. Uh, you just can't miss it. Clay Travis joins us here on uh, Sports 1280. What do you make it, it, It's funny, the timeline, because the, the night it happened, everybody, national media and everybody is on board with the Saints. Oh, my God, it's egregious. The next morning, national media, everybody still sympathizes with the Saints. About 48 hours later, everyone's over it outside of New Orleans, and they're kind of moving on. People in New Orleans are filing lawsuits and all yeah. this, and the national media quickly flips and goes, oh, get, move on, New Orleans, get over it. It's like, whoa, wait, you guys were on our side a day ago. How did it change that quick? I think people burn out on stories. Yeah. And, and I do think there's a general belief that the Saints got screwed, but you shouldn't have to bring in litigation in order to have the outcome of a, a game challenge, right? Like inside of the 60 minutes of the game, somebody wins or loses. There might be things that are wrong about that win or loss. But I don't think most people believe that the court system should be involved in further litigating this dispute. And so, and I think uh, on top of that, 
you don't want to necessarily set the precedent that every time something goes wrong, you run to the courthouse and file a lawsuit. Right. Um, and, and I think that's the biggest uh, challenge here. And the but, idea of replaying a game, I mean, yeah, it sounds great if you're a Saints fan because you're robbed, but the precedent to set on that that's is the just, problem. oh, my God. Like, that's the problem. Are we going to go back and replay in all sports games? You yeah, know? It, it, there's a great uh, legal sort of saying out there that is tough cases make bad law. And what it means basically is – when you're trying to decide a really hard case, sometimes you set a precedent that doesn't necessarily work very well in future cases. And uh, I think that's certainly the case here, which is why I don't think you can change the outcome or even litigate the outcome, but I do think you can try to erase the laboratory and the atmosphere where things could go awry and a situation like this could happen. It is pretty incredible that both times the NFC Championship game has been played in New Orleans, we could have major rule changes. Yeah. It's the first time that you know Brett Favre doesn't, get a chance, and so, okay, well, if somebody kicks a field goal, the other team gets to respond in overtime. That came out of that game, and this game very well may have repercussions that change a rule. Yeah, and by the way, I don't think the overtime rule is right yet. You know, if I were, if they told me, Clay Travis, you have the right to uh, to create an uh, overtime rule, I would change it in overtime in the playoffs because I think it matters more so there. I felt cheated that Patrick Mahomes didn't get the ball. Right. I think similarly, if the Chiefs had gone down and scored a touchdown and Tom Brady hadn't gotten the ball, I would have felt cheated there too. Mm. I don't understand in overtime, my suggestion would be play one more quarter. 15 full minutes, run it down just like you would any other game. And if you're still tied at the end of that 15, just, just then the you playoffs. can go to sudden, just in the playoffs. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, instead of, you know, people, allowing. What are people going to turn the game off? Oh, right. I got stuff to do. Well, right? instead of allowing. And also it would it would keep like the, the kind of the natural flow of the game itself. You would know, okay, we've got 15 minutes here as opposed to the coin flip and whether or not somebody gets it having such a, a huge impact. And look, I get it. You can certainly make the argument they should have gotten Tom Brady off the field on third and ten, everything else. But it doesn't, to me, make sense to have, in a sport where quarterbacks matter so much, the game decided by one quarterback's team happening to win the coin flip. I mean, Brady is 3-0 and in the postseason in overtime, and opposing quarterback has never gotten the ball. Talking with uh, Clay Travis here on uh, Sports 1280. Um, one more on the, the Saints deal. Goodell remaining silent and just not saying anything. I mean, it just it got worse and worse by the day. Why not, especially when the head of referees calls Sean Payton and says, dude, I'm so sorry, we got it wrong. Yeah. Like, just come out and acknowledge it. And people are like, oh, was he going to do apologize? Yes, just come out that night, say, hey, look, it was a tough call. You know, they may have gotten it wrong. You know, that's sports. Even if he just says that, you don't have to agree with it, but just say something. I agree. To remain silent was deafening. I think it was a bad look, and I think he could have easily come out, and I said this on my show, uh, and I think he could have easily come out and said, guys, I got it wrong. Um, or no, I didn't get it wrong. The official got it wrong. We're not perfect. We're going to talk about it on the competition committee, whether we should expand instant replay. I wish we never made mistakes, but we do. Players, coaches, executives, commissioners, we all make mistakes. Um, and, uh, and you do it your jobs, too. And I, my goal is to eliminate these mistakes, but we got to talk about it going forward. And I think people would have been like, you know what, I get it. Now Roger Goodell is going to spend, I think, tomorrow morning on Thursday, our number one story on my show nationwide is going to be an analysis of, uh, of what Roger Goodell said uh, about this game. And I don't think that's helpful for the NFL. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a tough pill to swallow if you're a Saints fan because, look, they gave up three draft picks this year. They traded up to go get Marcus Davenport. They traded for, to get Teddy Bridgewater as a backup. I mean, they traded for Eli Apple. They have like they're limited moving forward, and that window on Breeze is really closing. He's forty, and yeah. it just it sucks because you're going to look back at this and go, "What should have been? What could have been?" You know, the t- two years in a row, the Saints 
probably could have been in a Super Bowl. Certainly. So he is Clay Travis, outkicked the coverage, and, of course, uh, Fox Sports Radio in the mornings. Real quick, plug the, uh, plug the show, lock it in. Yeah, so uh, for people who haven't checked it out yet, and I appreciate the people who have, feedback's been outstanding. We are on every day on FS1 at 3.30. Um, and uh, what we try to do is talk about that night's uh, or that week's gambling decisions. You know, what are we going to do on the Super Bowl this week is obviously a big discussion from a gambling perspective. But we try to give you picks every night. And, uh, and as a result, we have a really good time. It's me, it's Cousin Sal. Some people are familiar with him from Bill Simmons' podcast from sure. the Ringer Network. Uh, Rachel Benetta is our host. She's phenomenal. I think going to be a superstar in this business to the extent that she's not already. And then uh, Todd Furman, who's more of an analytical, you know, kind of gambling perspective. I'm the everyman, so to speak. Uh, I love to gamble on sports. I love to watch sports, obviously. And uh, I think as more and more states allow it to become uh, legal within their borders and specifically uh, address it from a legislative perspective, that audience is just going to continue to grow. Yeah, it's it's intriguing to see because New Orleans, look, you got Harris right there in yeah. downtown New Orleans. Everybody's running to Biloxi and Gulfport. Everybody's running yes. to, the, to the Mississippi Gulf Coast because Mississippi got off their ass and pushed it through and said, well, let's do it. Well, not only that, I mean, I think it's going to be a lot like the lottery. If you remember in the days when the lottery was becoming uh, popular across the country, what would people do when big lottery tickets were out there? They drive across the state border. You know, in Tennessee, we didn't have it, and Georgia did. And, you know, you're in Chattanooga. Everybody's going across the border. Now Alabama doesn't have the lottery, and you look right across the state line, the number of Alabama license plates that are rolling in. So I think what you're hitting on is true. At some point, economic competition is going to dictate that many states make the decision, why should we not be making tax dollars off this? Why should a state like Mississippi be benefiting because we're not doing uh, – what we should be, uh, I think that that uh, is going to continue to grow and why there's going to be so many places that will uh, continue to add it. But it, we have a fun show. Like, you don't have to be a hardcore gambling expert. Yeah. I certainly am Who, not who's got claiming the best, to be a hardcore gambling best winning expert. winning percentage. Furman. Furman. I mean, he's a professional gambler. <laughs> but uh, that's why you have a professional gambler on. But um, you, you ride the emotions of a fan, right? Yes, and, yes. And just have fun with it. And yeah. we have a good crew, and, uh, and it's just a, a good environment. I hope people enjoy it. But... We're in for year one, and we're going to do year two now. We've been picked up, so uh, at a minimum, we'll be on for two years, and I think the response will continue to grow. Is the book still book is still doing well. Republicans buy sneakers, too. It's in all bookstores. came out in September. Feedback's been phenomenal on that. Um, I got no complaints. I got three happy and healthy uh, little boys, and uh, so far as I know, my wife's not filing for divorce anytime soon, so uh, we have a a good life. I got no complaints. You don't want to have to share that beach house. Oh, well, she would get it. Let's be honest. She'd get everything of any value. <laughs> he is Clay Travis. I'll kick the coverage. Thanks so much for jumping on, man. Really hey, I appreciate y'all having me. Thanks a lot. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. Stay there. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.